What's up, y'all? My name is Dome, and I am the Dungeon Master for Dome's Dungeon Delvers. Thanks for joining us on our adventures. New episodes every Monday. Now, on with the show. What's up, y'all? This is Dome, and uh, I am the DM for Dome's Dungeon Delvers. Uh... As per my work schedule, uh, there's one weekend a month where I'm not able to run games for our wonderful group of players, and unfortunately, that was this week. Um, so there will be three sessions a month of actual gameplay, and then that extra week, I'll do probably something similar to this, where we have a little chat, uh, might do some DM tips like I'm going to do today. Uh, kind of from like a new DM's perspective. And then there might be weeks where, you know, maybe if one of the players wants to try their hands at DMing and they do a one-shot, something like that. You never know. Uh, I just want to start out by saying that I'm appreciative already of uh, the ones of y'all that have taken the time to listen to what we're doing. Uh, it's definitely uh, something we started doing just to kind of, or that I started doing just to kind of have a way for like really good notes. Um, I personally uh, am not very good at writing good notes, uh, and uh, we'll talk about that later on in the episode. That's going to be one of my talking points, probably. Uh, but yeah, I just mainly wanted to have a little chat, let y'all know that uh, this is going to be a thing that's going to happen. Uh, so if there's things you want me to talk about or something you want me to um, possibly do as far as a uh, podcast episode goes, by all means... Uh, let me know. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter, Domes Dungeon Delvers. Uh, our uh, our pack, our podcast has actually been picked up by a few more outlets, uh, thanks to Anthem, uh, Anthem Anchor FM, uh, Anchor FM. Uh, you can log on to that website, and then it'll give you all the sites that our podcast is being distributed to uh the main ones right now are spotify and google podcast uh there's a couple smaller ones on there that uh, i'm not sure how many people have actually heard of but there's options and uh any listen helps uh we also have a patreon for those of you that want to possibly support us in that way uh allow us to maybe upgrade some things for the group uh do some fun things uh there's rewards for each tier, and uh, if that thing starts growing, I'll start adding more tiers as as needed. But uh, just wanted to get all that out of the way, and uh, I guess to get started here, uh, like I said, uh, this is going to be a DM tips kind of style of episode. Uh, it's going to be me telling you things that I think are important for a DM, uh, coming from the perspective of a newer uh dm uh one that hasn't had a lot of experience and uh i felt like that was something that might be a decent idea to do just because i know that whenever i was starting out and watching and uh trying to learn all these things from all these dms you know uh you got you know the illustrious matt mercer obviously who uh everyone thinks that they have to be which uh i definitely fell into that that rut for a little bit feeling like i was uh unable to live up to that lofty expectation. And I, I know Matt Mercer is the first one to say, Hey, you know, 
I'm not the golden standard. You know, you should be better than me. And uh, I'll be the first to tell you that is a hard thing to do because he is a master at what he does. Uh, and then you got, you know, Satine Phoenix, another wonderful DM. Uh, and then Perkins, obviously, and all the people over at, you know, D&D. And uh, just so many of them, you know, uh, a lot of shows that are out on YouTube that have a lot of good dungeon masters and uh, they all have their own perspective on how to do things and just a wealth of knowledge that if you're new and unexperienced can be a sensory overload to say the least. So I'm going to give you some things that I think uh, will be good to just kind of ease you into it if need be. Uh, but, uh, Pretty much, I'm gonna start out by kind of telling you how I got into DMing, and I'm sure this story is gonna be similar across the board for a lot of people. Um, when I was younger, I can remember going into Walden Books and uh, all the other bookstores that were in malls at the time, and uh, I was a nerd by all the you know parameters that were set for nerddom. Uh, I liked video games, uh, fantasy. Uh, played a lot of Warhammer Fantasy, Warhammer 40K, uh, Pokemon cards, you know, all the typical things that, you know, people did that were considered nerdy back in, uh, the, uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I can remember always going and seeing like Dungeons and Dragons books and never really knowing what it was. Uh, you know, you see all the books. I was like, oh, there's all these books, but there's like nothing else. Like, where's the stuff that goes with these books? You know, I was so used to, like Warhammer, you know, you had the book for your army and then you had your army and you got to, you know, play with it on the tabletop. And, uh, I never fully understood the concept of role playing games and, you know, theater of the mind, things like that. So I never tried it. And it's, uh, was always one of those things I never really thought a lot about. But once I started playing D and D for the first time, I realized, man, like I missed out on a large opportunity of time to be playing D and D. Uh, and I'm like, you know, cause that would have been right up my alley. Uh, you know, it's easy for nerdy kids, especially cause I mean, how often were you run around outside with a stick you found, pretend like you were sword fighting and, you know, fighting evil people and saving princesses and whatever. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer, you know, looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I would have just picked up one of those books and like thumb through it a little more. Uh, so like I said, I'm a pretty new DM, uh, maybe a couple years now, maybe going on three. Uh, time's kind of been flying for me lately, uh, but I, I'm, I'm still pretty new in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but like most DMs, uh, I kind of started DMing just out of necessity. Uh, me and a buddy at work uh, kind of actually became good buddies because of D&D. I mean, we were acquaintances at work, and then I'd... I think walked into a room at work while he was talking about D and D or we got talking about it somehow and, uh, how he had been reading a lot of like the fourth edition stuff for D and D. And I was like, dude, I don't even know anything about it. So me being impulsive was like, you know, I want to play this. So immediately went and bought the starter pack, uh, ordered the starter pack, uh, convinced my wife to join in. Uh, you know, we, we play video games together occasionally. I uh, wouldn't know. I didn't know how she would really take to it. 
Uh, I know that she likes this kind of stuff as well, as far as like the stories and the fantasy and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, her, uh, my buddy, uh, my little brother, and then, uh, my buddy's brother-in-law were able to get together on roll 20, which is another fantastic, uh, tool for DMS. Cause let's face it, it's hard to get a bunch of people together in person, uh, especially if you have kids and stuff like that. But anyway, we got together on roll 20, ran the entire, uh, starter set for fifth edition, the lost minds of Fendover. And like I said, I learned on the fly. Uh, there was no, uh, you know, real prep time. You know what I mean? Uh, I read through the book real quick, the, the, the starter set itself, like the actual, uh, campaign of it. And then I thumbed through the, the rules a little bit and then, you know, we were off, you know, and, uh, it was very much a, uh, uh, a trial by fire kind of thing, you know, um, but it was really fun. Uh, I remember after that first episode, I was like, to my head, in my head, I was like, man, that was rough, you know, but none of us knew any better because none of us had played before. So it was like, everyone was learning together. As far as they were concerned, I was the best DM ever because I was the only DM they ever had. And, uh, you know, for a while there, it was just us playing Lost My Defend Over. And then we went to, I want to say Storm King's Thunder next. And that's when I kind of realized like, Hey, you know, I really like running games. Uh, so on roll 20, you know, it's real easy put out an ad and you just pick people up and then i uh started running another lost minds offend over game because i bought the you know the campaign on roll 20 so like i bought it it's here might as well just keep using it you know and surprisingly enough two of those players from that game are actually in domes dungeon delvers uh matt and emma were part of the group that was my first group outside of people I knew like a group of complete strangers got together and uh you know you lose some you keep some obviously but Matt and Emma have been with me pretty much from the beginning I would say six months or so maybe less than that maybe three to four months of my DMing career they weren't a part of but they've been with me as long as almost as long as my wife has as far as playing games so uh, they've really got to witness the entire, you know, growth of my DMing uh, ability, and I've still got a long way to go. Uh, you know, your your players always hype you up. You know, they build you up. They give you a lot of encouragement. Uh, and it took a while for me to accept that that is, you know, they genuinely want you to succeed. You know, uh, it's not often you're going to find players that are like sitting there like, God, you're awful. <laughs> you know, you you want them to be honest with you because you want that honest feedback you know you you give them honest feedback they give you honest feedback that's how everybody grows together and uh you know my groups so far are very supportive in what i do uh i uh i tend to go a little bit above and beyond as far as like research and things like my players give me ideas that they have and they'll be doing their own research but almost before they can even say anything i've already been doing research and like sending them stuff like hey what about this what about this and, uh, uh, it, it's just fun to me. Like it's stressful, but it's fun and nothing compares to like getting ready to start a new game. And, um, uh, we'll, uh, 
I'll touch a little bit on it here in a minute, but that's pretty much how I got into DMing. Uh, is out of necessity, you know, and I can guarantee you, for those of you that listen to this, I would say probably about, let's say at least seven out of 10 are going to hear that and be like, yeah, that's, that's why I'm here is necessity. You know, I got a group of friends who've been hearing about it. We want to play. We don't have anybody that wants to DM. I think I can step up and do it. I can, all I can say to you is a, you're a hero and B do it. Uh, it's it's such a fun experience, you know, to be able to create something that another group of people come together and help you build. Because at the end of the day, it's your game. It's your world that you create. But it's the player's story. And without the players, your world does not come to life. Um, I could sit here for hours and hours and hours coming up with NPCs, coming up with groups and amazing stories, amazing locations. But they're nothing without my players there going on adventures, exploring those places, talking to those NPCs. And that's uh, something that I had really had to wrestle with at the beginning. So I was so intent on just having this massive, just enthralling world ready for them to go into. And it's daunting, you know? Um, it's really easy to pick up a campaign book and just start running a campaign. Really easy. You read it once or twice and you're good to go. You know, they do everything for you. Uh, but to like step out of your comfort zone and be like, you know, I'm creating my world. Because then it's it's yours. You know, uh, you don't have any expectations. You're not trying to live up to the lore of another place. And for me, that's what kind of burned me out after a while. It's because I was doing nothing but running games in other people's settings or stories, locations, things like that. And whether the players say it or not, there is an expectation. Uh, and it it's already stressful sometimes enough to try to sit there and come up with a story that you hope your players are going to like and come up with adventures that you hope they're going to like without having to sit there and worry about meeting the expectations of something they've already experienced. And, uh, uh, like most probably new D and D players, uh, critical role is a big deal. You know, um, I've watched it every episode. I've listened to watch or listened to every episode. Uh, I love what they do. They're amazing at it. Uh, I have the, the, the campaign guide. I started running a couple games sessions uh, a week in that particular setting. And both of those games, I just lost all drive to do because I was sitting there and I'm like, man, I'm putting all this effort into running these two campaigns in this setting that isn't mine, that is so well known, that has so many lovable characters in it that these people, whether they want to admit it or not, are expecting to meet some of these characters, you know. And, you know, it was fun being able to, you know, play some of those characters. It was fun being able to go to some of those places. And, you know, they were relatively good campaigns for the most part. You know, they weren't bad. I just, I got to the point where I was just not having fun. And, uh... That brings me into my next point as whereas the world and the 
the the world and the character uh, NPCs and stuff like that in it are yours, but the story belongs to your players. You're also a player. The DM is a player, and if you're not having fun, then there's no point in doing it. Because at the end of the day, the most important thing is that everyone that comes to the table is coming here for a single goal, and that is to have a good time. You know, we all have things going on elsewhere in life. D&D is a place where people come to where we can escape that for a few hours to go on adventures with people that we have common goals with to build these relationships inside the game and outside. And if the DM isn't having fun, but the players are having a good time, some people look at that and say, well, the DM's doing his job then. And yeah, I can agree with that to a point because me personally, as long as my players are having a good time, I feel like I've done my job. But eventually you're going to lose that drive because you're not having a good time. So don't get locked up in that mindset of saying, hey, my players have to be having a good time. Even if it means I might not like what we're doing, they need to be having a good time. That's not true. If you're not having a good time, it's not worth doing. As long as you and your players both understand that, you're going to be fine. But you have to set expectations at the beginning of the game. And that's why zero sessions are important. Uh, you sit down at the beginning. You know, whether it be, you know, sending out just a a document of, hey, this is my expectations for the game. And then you tell them what you expect. And you can ask for their uh, response. You know, like, what, what are they hoping to get out of the game? What are things they do want to see? What are things that they don't want to see? What are things they're not comfortable um, dealing with in a game? You know, uh, depending on what the makeup of your group is. Um, you know, uh, like the Domes Dungeon Delvers, you know, we have six, uh, six PCs, four of them are women and we got two males, you know, uh, it's not uncommon for female players to, you know, not really want to be a part of the whole typical barbaric kind of raid mentality where you know you come in you take all the women and do whatever you want to them you know it's a sensitive subject for a lot of women and you got to be sensitive to that and that's why you got to talk about these things at the beginning say hey you know just so you know if i ever start doing something in the game that you're uncomfortable with if especially if it's online because it's easy they can just whisper it to you no one will even know you know just say hey don't even have to give me any details it can be one word. You know, you can come up with it before, whatever. You message me that. I'm going to know that whatever we're doing makes you uncomfortable, and I'm going to start deviating from that. And if I have to change my complete and total story arc for that to happen, it's going to happen. Because everybody needs to feel safe at the table. That's what we're here for. It's a cooperative storytelling. You got to make sure everybody feels comfortable. So you got to lay down what those parameters are. And, you know, no one's perfect. They're not going to, you know, think of everything off the bat. Something's going to come up. and they're like, Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. You know? So it's just, it's something you need to lay out. Um, let's see. Oh. And uh, the as a DM, especially as a new DM, you're not going to know what kind of play style you like either. Uh at first, you know, uh, for me, it was like the combat was like the stuff that was like, oh, okay, cool. We got to be doing combat. 
That's what people are here for. Combat, 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 combat. You know, and as I've started playing more and more, and I think I can attribute this to a lot to Critical Role because, you know, watching people that are good at role play really make role play fun to watch, you know, and not everyone's an actor, you know, you've, if you've, if you've made it this far into the series that you've probably listened to some of my voice acting, uh, most of my voices sound similar, uh, just because I'm not a voice actor, you know, uh, but that doesn't matter. As long as you have characters or players that are willing to even in their own voice, get into character and role play with each other. Like it is so fun. Like, so fun. Like, I've gone whole sessions without any combat, and they've been as fun, if not more fun, than the sessions with combat. Because so much can be done with roleplay, you know? Uh, witty stuff can be said. Your players start kind of thinking on their feet. Like, okay, well, what do I need to say back, you know? And things are said that you can use later in the campaign, and your, your players are going to think that you're a mastermind, you know? So you always got to be listening. And that kind of brings me back to the note-taking thing. Is If you're really good at taking notes, fantastic, take notes. If you're not good at taking notes, don't hesitate to, you know, even just record it for your own listening, like on your phone or whatever, just record it. Because I will say, since I started recording this campaign on Dungeon Delvers, listening back to it, there's stuff I miss all the time. Like, if I'm, like, jotting things down or if I'm messing with a map on roll 20, getting it ready, like, you you miss little, the nuances of some of these conversations that really could, you know, really up the game. And, like, there's things that are said all the time that I immediately make a little note of because I always use that stuff later, you know. It could be next session. It could be 12 sessions from now. It may never happen, but... There's things that will always happen that you can bring back later that your players are going to freak out over. And that is one of the best tools in the DM's arsenal. Listen to what your players are saying. And that's why the RP, I think, uh, role-playing style of play is so conducive to that. Uh, if you've got a combat-heavy play style, then it's going to be, all right, cool, where's the next dungeon? You know, where's the next group of monsters we're going to go kill? And... uh I feel like, you know, like I said, everyone has their play style. I've gravitated away from like the murder hobo style just because to me, I feel like uh, combat needs to have a point. Um, Yeah, it's not uncommon for travelers to get jumped on the road randomly, you know, and that happens occasionally. But, oh, hey, you're going down this road. There's a weird cave over there. Okay, but why do we want to go in that cave? Chances are we're going to go in there and die, you know? Like, why do we want to go in there? As opposed to, oh, hey, that farmer that we talked to said that that's where he saw those uh, those uh, kidnapped children being taken by bandits, the one that the town can't pay the ransom for. All right, cool. Well, now we have a reason. Maybe we can go in there and get these kids and the ransom that they couldn't pay those guys. Maybe we could take a lesser amount of money to get a reward. You know, you got to give a reason to what they're doing. Don't just say, okay, hey, there's this, go kill it, you know, because, yeah, it's fun. But but why, you know, you always have a reason for what we're doing. Um, I think most new DMs also, you, know, you get a little nervous with the the role play aspect, unless you know you've been, you've done improv before. Uh, I've never done that. I've never done 
you know, uh, theater or anything like that. Um, and you know, it's, it's something that grows over time. You know, like I said, I feel like I'm a, I'm a pretty witty person as far as like day-to-day conversation. You know, I'm pretty quick, uh, with rebuttals and, you know, talking smack to people. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty decent with the, the improv aspect of it, but it's something that, you know, it's definitely nerve wracking and I still kind of get bit by the nerves a little bit. Anytime a new character comes in and I got to try to talk in a new voice or cause I always try, I want to try, you know, I, I don't want everything to sound the same. And my wife gives me crap for it. Cause I literally be walking through the house, talking to myself and voices of different characters. I want to use trying to figure out their voices. And, you know, it looks weird, you know, I'll be sitting in the car talking to myself at a stoplight, you know, uh, you know, it, it seems weird, but you know, you got to practice it, right. You know, you, you never know what you can do until you try to do it. So, so definitely get out of your comfort zone, which you've decided to DM. You've already taken the first step of doing that. So why stop there? You know, jump into it feet first. Um, let's see. And, you know, I know this is a pretty sporadic episode. Uh, I kind of just hopped on here and just wanted to kind of get some thoughts down. Uh, the rest of these will probably be more formatted and like have an actual topic and we'll just dive into that one topic. But, uh, I'm kind of just rambling on, uh, kind of telling y'all about kind of, I guess who I am as a DM and I guess my preferences, uh, and that's, you know, that's the thing. There's no right or wrong way to do it. You know, uh, everyone has their own play style. And the beautiful thing about it is at the end of the day, it is your game and it's going to be ran the way you want to run it. You know, um, obviously you want to work with your players as much as possible at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, I've had plenty of groups, um, in person and online that, you know, sometimes things don't work and you got to, rearrange the group or, you know, you know, let somebody go, whatever it is, you know, you need to have people together that are good together, you know, and unfortunately that doesn't always work. And just cause you're friends doesn't mean it's going to work. Um, like I said, I was running two Taldori campaigns recently and right before, you know, the podcast started, I had to reevaluate things and, you know, tell myself, look, I'm not having fun doing, Taldori campaigns anymore. I want to do my own stuff. You know, I've got a basic world built, you know, and I'm, like I said, I, I started this campaign with a bare bone, kind of relying on the improv stuff and coming up stuff on the fly. But I took both groups and I took, I really took half from each group, uh, added an extra that wasn't in either one. And started a single group to where I could focus my energy on one game a week and that's it. Um, I don't have any home games that I'm running anymore. Uh, I play in one home game once a month and I'm not gonna lie to you. Being a player is so much harder to me than DMing. Uh, I think it's because I've been DMing only. It's hard to sit there and be a player. You're like, you know, you just want to like blurt out rules and, and I'm, I'm probably bad at it. Uh, I'm sure my DM will listen to this and he'll probably be shaking his head. Yes. You know, like I, I chime in a little too much sometimes and, uh, 
I need to be better about that, but. The main thing, like I said, you have to have fun. Everyone's there to have fun. If you're not having fun, then there's no point in doing it. And don't get caught up in how good other people are at running games. Um, if no one is doing it and you stepped up to run the game, you're already amazing. And I think that's something that not enough people step up and run games so that their group of friends can get involved with D&D for the first time. You're amazing people and you deserve a medal because that is a huge leap that you're taking and it could be a train wreck. That first session is going to be terrible, but I guarantee you when you're done, there's going to be stories long time to come, especially if that group stays together because like I said, I haven't really considered it until now. This, you know, we'll talk, but Matt and Emma have been with me for almost the entire time I've been a DM. And, you know, like my wife's brutally honest with me. Sometimes to the point where it's like, all right, ouch, that hurts. But like Matt and Emma, like I said, they've seen me from whenever I was just, you know, getting my feet wet until now. And even them as players, you know, like they were both really good players at the beginning, but they've gotten even better since then, you know. and it's been fun, you know, been no Matt and Emma in person, you know, we all live in different countries, you know, and they are some of the coolest people that I've met in my recent years of life, you know, and uh, I feel like I definitely could see them in person. I've been friends for the last three years, you know, and uh, that's what D&D does. And if you're thinking about DM a game and you don't have friends to play with, Add out for a game. Let them know, hey, I'm a brand new DM. I've never ran a game before. I'm trying to get my feet wet. I'm looking for four four people. Start small. Four people. That would be willing to let me run a game for them. I guarantee you there would be people out there that would be willing to help. That would love to play in your game, to let you DM for them, to get your feet wet so you can learn what you're doing. And you can't underestimate Roll20. I'm telling you. Roll20 is one of the best tools out there. I mean, there's other tools. Like, I'm just using Roll20 because that's what I use. But there's plenty of other websites out there. It's just free. And it'll allow you to get in there and get your feet wet. Um, I don't even know how long I've been rambling. I feel like I have just been rambling. But don't let the fear of being bad stop you from being a DM. Because like I said, if you've decided to run games, you're already a good DM. Everybody can DM. You don't have to be the smartest person at the table. You don't have to be the best at the table as far as role play or even, you know, D&D. If there's a thing, such thing as being the best at D&D. You just have to be willing to run a game for people that want to be there to have fun with you, to help you tell a story. So I think I'm going to go ahead and end it here. This will be a one month thing or a once a month thing. Uh, like I said, next time. It's going to be, we'll pick a topic and then we'll talk about that topic. Uh, this time I just wanted to kind of talk and, you know, just ramble a little bit, you know. Maybe I said one thing that got you thinking, you know, maybe I do want to be a dim. And if I did, that's awesome. Uh, but I've always.
hit us up on Twitter uh, at uh, Domes Dungeon Delvers. And uh, I can't wait for the group to be back uh, next weekend and keep our campaign going. Uh, got a lot of good stuff on the horizon for them. So uh, thanks for listening to me ramble. Uh, y'all are all amazing. I really appreciate all the, you know, the listening listens on the podcast and all the support already. Uh, it's already more than I thought it would be. So uh, just thank yous from all of us. Um, I know everyone else is pretty thankful. Uh, but uh, get out there and run a game, man. Like, even if it's just one game, don't even worry about a campaign. Run a one shot. Just go run a game. I guarantee you'll be hooked. Instantly, you'll be hooked. But uh, thanks for listening to me. And uh, until next time, I'll see y'all later. Well, y'all, we did it. We made it to the end. If you made it this far, I just want to start by saying thanks. It means a lot that you even took the time to listen at all. But it really means a lot that you made it to the end. Hopefully, you'll join us again next Monday as our group continues their adventures. See y'all next time.